premiere. Kill you on tape, then watch it over a beer. Cause you ain't nothing but a movie with expensive footage. That's the reason they gonna leave you with expensive bullets. Ain't Marcus, did you know that we are nothing but a movie with expensive footage? And that's why they'll leave our bodies dead with extensive bullets? No. Hey, Marcus, do you like movies? Yes, I do. Do you like acupuncture? I feel like I would. My lady does it, and another friend of mine, her mo- oh, not a, my lady's mother does it also, and it, and it works wonders. I think it's nice that you think of her as her friend. Because <laughs> yeah. you want to be, be like, you want to be friendly with your family. I consider, you know, my father, he was my, he was my best friend. My mom's a very good friend of mine. Nice. Shout out to Mary. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, right. Receivers in America podcast. Yes. I'm Scott Thoreau. You're Marcus Penn. I am the, I'm also the freshman dorm roommate of Sheik Luch's first cousin. That's awesome. So, how do you like that? Yeah, I just felt like starting the, the, the episode with. That's a true story. I, 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 why would you lie about that? Because it's I, you never knew that, so to play that song and then for me to say that, it's kind of like, you know what I mean? But here's the thing, you know, what I like about us is both of us, both of us are... We really know how to are, dance. We both we really know <laughs> how to dance. Uh, we both really like rap music. Yes. And while we both love to go very left, we also like the classic stuff. Yeah, oh yeah, gr- man, growing up... If you ask anyone I went to high school with, because I, w- I was in high school late 90s, I was the raucous, fondulum, uh, early Stones Throw when they were actually a rap label. All that, that was my thing. But I never downed, like, say, well, I guess I had some issues with Jay-Z. But, like, for example, locks or, Dude, or just anything that like, people always assume. Even my, it goes back to Mob Deep. I had certain friends. My high school senior yearbook, my good friend Tim Schmidt wrote, he was being cynical, but, you know, we're also good friends. But he was just like one of my good friends. He goes... Raucous for life. He wrote that to be, you know, cynical because that that was my reputation. He says, but don't forget, you know, Mob Deep is good too. And I remember after he wrote it, I was like, why would you even feel the need to write this? I love Mob Deep. It was, so that was like my reputation. I was an underground rap guy. And yeah. shout out to Front Crusher Plus Company Flow's album. It was, it's twenty it's, years. Uh, twenty years ago. It's amazing. Twenty years ago, I found out other white dudes are weird. That's in my all-time top weird. four. I don't have a top five. I have a top four. Shout out to Fun Crusher Plus. Number four is white people being weird. Number three is black people being weird. Number two is black person being weird. And number one is black people being weird. Yo, that's close. Kind of close. Because the other one is DJ Shadow introducing. So that's the solo one. Holy shit. The other one is Bizarre Ride to the Far Side. Far Side's first album. And the other one is Low End Theory. I knew it. So you nailed that. You nailed all of that. You nailed all that. I just had a feeling. That's amazing. If anyone feels any bit of a way of that, that's not racist. It's just racial. Yes. And if I had a top five, Mecca and the Soul Brother would be there. And that's not weird. Interesting. Those are... are, Lots of Love and is might be my all-time favorite rap song. There's good records, but... It's funny because we are we are we're a movie podcast. Yes. But I yeah. What was I gonna say though? No, when I was in boarding school, I had some some of my friends who were from Yonkers mm-hmm. came, were able to go home for the weekend mm-hmm. when the locks that album came out, and I remember us putting oh. on Recognize on C. It was a bad kid boarding school. Mm-hmm. Oh okay. Like you know soap parties and people smoking. Uh, uh, Dust. Uh, no, uh, not there. Oh, okay. No. Not there. Okay. Actually, that's not true, because sometimes we would go to Newburgh to buy reefer. Newburgh. And, yeah. And it, and there was, some of that shit was definitely wet. We went to Newburgh, me and my lady, this was years ago, because we wanted to go to Beacon. To Dia, Dia Beacon? Drinks. No, no. Everything, for some reason that weekend, everything in, in the Beacon area was sold out, which is still weird to me. So we stayed at a bed and breakfast in Newburgh, and we went and explored Newburgh. It's kind of a deadish town, but I don't feel bad saying that, because every person we came in contact with there was like, yeah, Newburgh sucks. Like, they were just so proud of admitting how much that their town sucked. And I'm not about that. I, I, I'm not. I'm all about hometown pride, as anyone We, we went to knows. Newburgh to buy so. dirty weed. Wow. Okay. It, just is, it just is what it is. Okay. But I remember... Yeah, uh, people, no, people would smoke toothpaste. Huh? Yeah, don't worry about it. No, it's I'm okay. not worried about it's it. It's okay. No, man. It's okay. Uh, it was a terrible place. I'm not going to say the name of the place. It was a ter- terrible place. Terrible place. <laughs> terrible. And, uh, yeah, I remember us having to... We couldn't even get through Recognize one time. Every time... We, no, like, 
for good reasons. Oh, oh, we had to oh, stop oh, oh, oh. all the time because he would because they were just saying the dopest things. Yeah, we, but that beat I'm too that and song. like everything. Yeah, that's... like we we were, we played back. Now I know you've been waiting for Kiss over premiere, kill you on tape, and then watch it over a beer like thirty yeah, times. Yeah, yeah. And then when Sheik Luch says, oh, "What did he say?" He says, "I'm black and my, I'm black and deadly, and my burners just like me." Very simple line. Yes, very but effective. Speaking of non-simple, Sheik Luch's flow on a lot of tracks is unorthodox. I consider him him and Wildchild. I feel like. Have a lot of the strands of the same DNA. Wildchild from Loot Pack and Sheik. I know they have a lot of double. Is. Yeah, that's. I, well, it's more the listeners too. The listeners it's are just slowly like, real, realizing that this is a rap podcast. No, no. Well, just I'll kidding. Only, it's a yeah. movie podcast. Yes. Um. So, in the locks was was high school. Mm-hmm. My old junior high school. I walked by my old junior high school listening to the locks mm-hmm. on Friday mm-hmm. on Forty Eighth Street uh, Professional Performing Arts School. Mm-hmm. Uh, a bunch of people went there, but it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. But to get there, I walked through this little area on 49th Street, and it reminded me that there used to be a two-dollar movie theater there. Mm-hmm. Um, nice. So, and and eventually a three-dollar movie theater, and then eventually it closed. But there was a time on 49th Street, like you could walk this place and see a movie that had was like not it was out of theaters, but not on VHS. Nice. So that's why it was only two bucks. So we would cut school, and if we saw truancy was around. Mm-hmm. Because truancy would take you, would like get you in trouble if they saw you before, uh, like three o'clock walking around if you were a kid. Wow. And it was it was still the '90s, so Forty Deuce was still like it hadn't been Disneyfied out yet. Like, but like I'm I'm not old enough that I can talk about like going to Forty Second Street to see like Kung Fu Kung Fu. Sure, movies. sure, sure. That's more like people that are like at this point 15 years older than us. About like you you would go there to to get your money taken or buy like uh like little little uh firework dynamite things nice i would never do that nice but anyway mm-hmm. we would we would cut and just go any go to any movie because it was two bucks so the first movie i saw was blue mm-hmm. of red blue oh because yeah. blue, which is an answer we got right last week on the uh movie trivia but go ahead what just had to brag a little bit blue yeah Blue. Okay, so this is uh, Juliet Binoche. Uh, I don't remember. I, th- I want to say 91, 90, yeah, 91, 92. I, then it might have been the, the third one. It might have been Red. Red. Okay, was, Irene was, Jacob. I paid two bucks to mm-hmm. see a movie. It was, it was my first foray into art film. I didn't understand it. Mm-hmm. We'd see French movies all the time because we it was just two bucks. Wow. Occasionally we'd see a movie we liked. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I think it's just like I blind think, watching movies is awesome though. I love that. I do that now because I don't watch <laughs> watch trailers. Sure. So, oh, okay. I'm, yeah. I'm the worst. I have to watch. I watch trailers all the time, different versions. I look for spoilers on some movies. Yeah, I, I don't do that anymore because if, it's if weird, I shouldn't do that. Go you ahead. shouldn't because like like you tell me like I did like I didn't know what was going when we went to see Song to Song. I knew nothing about that movie. Oh yeah, I knew lots and lots and lots. And so I, I was excited. So when, so when Val Kilmer came in, I yeah. was truly surprised. Yeah, that's uh, one of the highlights of my year. Yeah, I went to see Wonder Woman, not knowing it was a World War One movie. Oh okay. And, and that's why I try. I don't run out of the theater if they show trailers. Mm-hmm. But I just realized I'm going to see these movies. Yeah. So it's nice to know nothing. I wish I hadn't seen any trailers for Valerian, but it ain't going to stop me from seeing that movie. <clears throat> sure. I'm very excited. Um, and one thing. Mm-hmm. Trust me, we're gonna get to movies, guys. Well, we just we talk. are, we um, are. So to bring Juliet Binoche even more into my experiences life. So when I was in sixth grade and seventh grade, me and my friends would do role playing, mm-hmm. like Dungeons and Dragons. Yep. And I was I was a I was a magical thief. Mm-hmm. I don't know, like go around stealing shit with magic and nice. Like, uh, I fought really hard to get a, a rocket launcher attached to my arm. I couldn't do that because it was it was a way to um, I don't know what the word is anymore. I don't know. It was it, it wasn't right with the times, but there's an actual word for that that I used to really like. Mm-hmm. But I just recently and it was about but you always knew anachronistic. It was anachronistic to have a rocket launcher in a weird world. Mm-hmm. Though I really like that, I recently rewatched Johnny Mnemonic because I really do like parts of that movie. Same here. Parts of that movie are really enjoyable, and 
it's it's a future film that's completely anachronistic except for the psionic dolphin and like the weird laser sword yes yeah everything else everything else is much better Mm -hmm. his brain was dope because it had 80 megabytes (laughs) i remember i watched that movie a couple years ago because when i first i hadn't watched it since it first came out and i was in seventh grade when johnny mnemonic came out went to the theaters with my friends to see it not paying attention to mech, whatever that stuff is. And then so I watched it again, <clears throat> you know, in like 2010 or 2011. And I was like, that's it? I love, But I love that kind of stuff, too. I, I, I love it. And, you know, that was a lot back then, you know? I had so much fun. I, I like I like, I like Demolition Man. I like the weird... Cyberpunk. Yeah. I, like, I also like that Cyberpunk is moving... Cyberpunk is very popular again. How? How? What well, am I it's... Not, uh... What? No, I'm just saying, what am I, I feel like... I don't think it's, like, really... It's popular in video games and oh, okay. um, books. Mm. And I, I think it'll eventually make its mark back into um, movies and stuff. Because it's... But it's now, like, focusing on singularity. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, it's dope. Cyberpunk is back. It's dope. William Gibbon or Gibson's, Gibson's. He has a new book that is really good. I'm, I'm. Uh, there's this writer named Matthew de Abattoir mm-hmm. who I really like. Mm-hmm. He wrote this book called The Destructives last year, mm-hmm. which is about this world that is like taken over by singularity, and then there's the there's rules of what you can or can't do, and then like some dope shit happens. And I, I told him I was like, you know, this is singularity punk, and he was like, I think you coined a term, and that made me really happy. Nice. Speaking of William Gibson, he has one of the more underrated, underseen, <clears throat> uh, adapted stories into a movie. Have you ever seen Abel Ferrara's New Rose Hotel? No. Yeah, it's a it's it's an, of a short New Rose Hotel is a short story. Yeah. <clears throat> and Abel oh, Ferrara stretched it out into a feature film, which is interesting because just watch it well, when I'm, you get I'm, I'm not going to say too much about it. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna, what's it called? <coughs> it's called New Rose Hotel. And here's the kicker. The cast, you have Willem Dafoe, Christopher Walken, no more. I'm a young Ozzy Argento. But I'm going to see the movie. I have to. John Lurie. Okay. Annabella Shior. It, it's it's Ooh, great. Gretchen Maul. Oh, wow. That's yeah, a it's great. a crazy cast. It's a crazy that's cast. Great. I want to say yeah. two things because we've gotten so far from what I wanted to say. Okay. But that's okay. That's okay. What I love about our show is that we go where we want, and we do what we need to do. We can dance. We, we can, can dance. dance. There you go. Dance. See? Um, and no one really can tell me what else. Don't tell me anything. Yeah. Um, uh, as I'm, I love reading, and I love reading books, mm-hmm. but I don't really like short stories too much. Mm. But short stories are usually the perfect length for a full-length movie. Yes, I was having a conversation with an old co-worker of mine about that. Um, full-length, yeah. so, so <clears throat> like, because if you think about it, you can really flesh out 30 pages. It's very hard to flesh out to turn 700 pages into a book that people like. Yep. Into a movie that people like, excuse me. Yeah. Um, and I find movies that do succeed in that mm. are often smaller books. Mm. Like of Mice and Men mm-hmm. is an is a 103 page book. Sure. Old Man in the Sea has that ever been made into anything? Not that I know of. No. I mean, it's like, it's very metaphorical. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. But that's like 97 pages. It's very hard to read. Uh, there's only been two adaptations of Haruki Murakami books. Mm-hmm. One of them was was a short story, Tony Takatani or something. Mm-hmm. I didn't love it. It was based off a short story, and one was based off of the book Norwegian Wood mm-hmm. by a Vietnamese director. That was actually a question, I think, in trivia the other day that, mm-hmm. we, that we didn't get right. But thing about, so role-playing, you can get really fucked up when you are too afraid to go into the character to get lost. Mm-hmm. And are you familiar with live-action role-playing? Yeah. So in America, live-action role-playing is often, not always, but it's often. Called, it's LRP? Is that, is that what LARP. people say? LARP. LARP. Okay, when yes. People say LARPing. Yes. It's in a couple movies, you know. No, but so, some, some of my friends talk about how they played it when they were younger, so. So, the, so here there's usually two types of LARPs. There's, like, ones where people just, like, take foam swords and fight each other, 
and what boffing we had that in boffing. my high school the boffing team and, and and stuff and then there's stuff that that involves more complex stuff so there's more than two but not all of it has boffing but some are straight up boffing no story some are story with boffing some are some are just like we have to solve a murder mystery inside the brownstone in sunset park yeah yeah and um <laughs> you you really try to fight what they call bleed bleed is uh when you get lost in between who's real, your character, or the character you're playing. Mm-hmm. Now there's Nordic LARP. Nordic LARP, which was which was um, developed in the Nordic countries. Mm-hmm. Also, they have a really dope rule that any any lot any um foresty area mm-hmm. you're allowed to camp in, even if it's someone's land, as long as you remain a certain distance away from their house. So you can camp anywhere in the Nordic countries. We're talking about like real life. Correct. Not in the, okay. Yes. Okay. All right. So because you wow. can do that, they'll have like these festivals where they do whatever, because you because you don't have to rent, you don't have to rent a forest. Yeah. You don't oh. have to rent campgrounds. Oh, that's cool. They believe that the campgrounds is like for your for the people. I'm with that. Yeah, I t- I'm totally into it because also there are people that have 200 acres of wood somewhere. Sure. Why sure. can't I just like take a swim? <laughs> yeah. But Nordic LARP is more like. Um, everything is real, so you wouldn't use a boff. You would use, like, a real sword, but you probably wouldn't be in a violent situation. Mm-hmm. And it's all about the bleed. Mm-hmm. And uh, what I really liked about this movie that you recommended to me uh, a while ago with uh, Benoche, mm-hmm. Clouds of Seal Maria. Oh, man, yeah. You like how I went there, right? Yes, there you go. Is the, is the bleed. Yes. What a fantastic movie. It was probably my first or second favorite of 2015. 15, yeah. I think it came out two years ago. Yeah, yeah 2015. Um, me and my fiance watched it. We loved it. Oh, man, it makes me happy. That's uh, good. I, I love Olivia Sayas. Is, he's in my top five active current directors right now. I think he's he's on a roll. Um, and even movies of his that I'm not super crazy about, like, say, Summer Hours, I still appreciate it. Like, I still own that DVD. Like, he, he's, he's great. And that movie... You know, outside of just Benoche, like Kristen Stewart, like there's a million ways. It's not just you, you, Benoche. You know, yeah, exactly. There's a lot of things. Yeah. And um, yeah, I like Fandor has most of Olivier Assayas' films. Awesome. But he's got a big catalog. I know, but Fandor, get Demon Lover, bro. Yeah, Demon Lover's one of that's the Assayas I like. That's the one the everyone likes, crazy. dog. Yeah. Get that Fandor. Yeah. I know you ain't listening, Fandor, but if you are, I pay for you every month. And I would just really like all of it. Yeah, just, I really, so, if you haven't seen the movie, which is, Juliette Binoche plays Juliette Binoche. Yeah. And uh, her, like, the act, the director who made her famous dies, and they decide to do a play where she played the young person. And they're going to redo it where she plays the older person. Yes. And she's practicing the lines with her uh, personal assistant played by Kristen Stewart. Mm-hmm. So, and if anyone, anyone that questions whether Kristen Stewart actually has acting chops, check that movie. And if you still feel that way, you're a hater. I'm telling you. Yeah. If you see that movie and say, oh, she's not good at acting, then you have to look at something in you, you know, because also like. Uh, President 45 really hates her too. You want to be like President 45? Does he? What's that about? Um, he he has a man crush on Robert Pattinson. Okay. N- oh, okay. Numerous, so, numerous. He has. Tweeted. Oh, so like when she cheated on him, like yeah, he took it personal. He tweeted about it. Okay. Yeah, our president. Wow. Do you know what's interesting about that whole thing is the fact that now with Kristen Stewart being becoming a regular of Isaias is now. Uh, we're gonna get into personal shoppers since you brought up Clouds of Sils Maria because it's essentially a sequel but to Clouds of Sils Maria. No, 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 no. I'm, sa- I'm saying get into it as in I want you to see it, but I'll it's, tell you it's why. It's on my list. Well, but the thing is, Kristen Stewart with Olivia Isaias, Robert Pattinson now has plans to do a couple of things. Who knows if they'll flesh out? One definitely. He's now in bed with Claire Denis. And Claire Denis and Olivia Sayas are very close friends. They've actually collaborated before a couple of times. So it's interesting that like now they were they both were in this Twilight world, this big commercial kind of studio world. Now they've now they're going off and doing more artistic, artsy yeah, Robert, indie or whatever Robert, you want to say. Robert Pattison was on Howard Stern today talking oh, about wow. the new Safety Brothers movie. 
Nice. That movie's getting a lot of uh, our, our mutual friend, Tume Gant, is going to see it tonight, actually. Uh, I want him, and he might join us later on. I want him to report about that movie. But it's interesting how they leave um, this world, they break up, and then they yeah. end up being like right next door to each other again, essentially. Like you, like if one is in, if one is working with Olivia Sayas, another is working with Claire Denis, and Robert Pattinson is going to be in a movie with Juliette Binoche, by the way, with Claire Denis. We'll, we'll see. They're they're right next door to each other again. I just find that interesting. And it's also you know. annoying because when that shit happened, like she, like all the time, every time the woman gets blamed, and she she was not able to be in the Snow White sequel. And the other director, I think, was able to make the Snow White sequel. And uh, I didn't see it because I, what I liked about the Snow White movie, which is not a lot. I didn't like a lot of it. A lot sure. of it. Um, I think Maleficent is, is the better. Uh, Angelina Jolie yeah. is the yeah. Snow White witch. Mm-hmm. That is a delicious bad movie. Wow. But wait a minute. She really didn't get in a movie because she cheated? Well, because the... The director, Long story short. The director mm-hmm. was the person she cheated with. Oh, him. Oh, Okay. And of course, he gets to keep the job. Sure, and, yeah. And she doesn't. Because actors, I, male actors, don't ever cheat, so that's no, why they always they get the roles do. in the movies. They never do. They're all stand-up guys. Always, they're always wonderful, and they never cheat. And I, this is this is, I think, yo. Um, not to say that you're completely off the hook for like being with a married person, but that's their choice. Like, like you, like. Talk like throwing aim at this homewrecker is just because you're angry about these other things, and you know, if, if yeah, like it's fucked up, but it's it's also at the same time. Why do you care that much? Like Robert Pattinson should be able to have all, well, maybe not at this point because he's moved on, but then no, have all the ang- have all the anger in the world. But him, you know, like what what does what do, what do fans have to? <coughs> you know what I mean? Also, if any fan has ever cheated on someone. Or ever been cheated on? Are you def Are you pr- definitely bad people? No, no, absolutely not. Probably not. So maybe before you like start throwing stones at people, remember that that we are humans. Plenty of good people do things that you think are weird, and then when you do them, you're like, oh, well, this is my life. I'm not saying you should cheat on your partner. I'm not saying your partner should cheat on you. I'm just saying we're so quick to like make people so evil when they just do very human stuff. And for the most part, Juliette Binoche's character in Clouds of Sea Maria is mm-hmm. a very human person. Oh yeah. Going through yeah. lots of things. But her scenes where she's where she's acting out the parts with Kristen Stewart were were when I was questioning the bleed. I didn't and that's why I was just so lost. Because I'm like, oh, this is how good actors act. Yeah. And also, I got to say, too, editing, too. Sure. Because you, you seamlessly go into the scene where you don't. Are they yelling at each other? Oh, they're rehearsing just like what? There's a scene in Mulholland Drive where, you know, Betty's about to go for this audition yeah. and she needs um, Laura Elena here. I can't remember. I'm a bad David Lynch fan. Um, they're rehearsing. And at first it's like, oh, wait, are they? And, and it's the zoom out. It's the zoom out in that scene of Mulholland Drive because they're just looking at each other acting. And then slowly as the camera zooms out, you know, um, Laura Elena Herring is looking down at a piece of paper and you say, OK, they're rehearsing. But that was, whoa, I, we were in it for a minute. Yeah. And what's messed up with both of those movies, like you're inside of something bigger where reality is questioned. You, you know what I'm saying? And not only is reality questioned. But there's elements of realness in both of those films, specifically with Clouds of Sils Maria. Like, it's it's a lot more for those who haven't seen it. It's a lot more than just Juliet Binoche playing playing herself. She's playing an aging actress. Not that there's anything wrong with that. Although, in you know, in some circles, unfortunately, being an aging actress is bad. But the fact is that like Juliet Binoche is very much playing herself. Also, I find it interesting how. In these, in this last decade, more so than ever, the whole idea of aging as an actress ha- has has been a topical thing, as it should be. People need to talk about it. But it's interesting how in the movie, Juliette Binoche plays this actress who is now forty, yeah. And it's kind of like being forty, you know, as, as as a woman in in cinema, it's like, oh boy, you're gonna start losing roles. However, I find it interesting that there's two ways to go with this. In real life, when Juliette Binoche made that movie, she was actually fifty. Yeah. So that's rare where you find a woman playing like she's playing an aging actress, but she's still younger than what she really is, which is weird. But I also like the she fact also, she also that, never left. Like she's that's true. She's, uh, yeah. she's just been a great international actress 
Shout out to Dan in real life. I'm sorry, just being a jerk. <laughs> Yo, ahead. Dan in real life has a has a score by John Bryan, bro. Oh, does it? Yeah. Oh, I, I... It's not that bad of a movie. I mean, okay. It's not that bad. Like, what's so bad about it? It's, uh, I, you know, my only reasons, it's like kind of, not, I don't want to say mean, but it's just like, sure, not that bad, but it's just like, eh, it's like fluff. And I hold Julia Binoche to such a high standard that it's like, I have nothing, like, she, I hadn't thought about it until, until I said it, you know. Like, yeah, yeah. It's just one of those, it's just one of those movies. It's like, not, this is going to sound so much harsher than it, to me. It's like a nothing movie. I that sounds mean. I don't understand what you're saying. It kind of is. But no, but the other point I wanted to make is though, I, I second, I love the fact that in a way they're owning it. They're like you know, the way that, that men are paired up with women in movies, like the age gap is, is ridiculous. Yeah. Whereas here, it's like you're gonna play an older aging actress, but you're still gonna be younger than what you really are. And you don't really see that too much. I, I, I really like that. I thought that I thought it was dope. Yeah. It's what it's what male actors do when they play high school people oh my gosh the new yeah. spider-man's like 20 years old yeah which i saw this weekend Finally. okay two yeah. sentence two yeah. sentence review uh it was pretty good uh look forward to infinity wars clouds of Silsen Maria. back to that yeah I'm, which is funny because they mentioned marvel in that movie she's up for an x a role in an x-men movie that's different true. universe different but, universe yeah. yeah two sentences mm-hmm. i enjoyed spider spider-man homecoming uh, quite enough mm-hmm. uh, semicolon it was a lot of good fun yes new period mm-hmm. bring fantastic four and x-men into the marvel cinematic universe after infinity wars because that's, a, that, that's it's a lot. too late but it would have been so good for infinity wars you don't think it would have been too much like all the, all that um there's already the, a lot yeah but there are carrot like not being able to have to have the kree scroll to not being able to have the scrolls <laughs> Is oh. a big deal. Okay, um, I don't. Yeah. There's some. There's some. There's some. They found very good ways to, you know, go around it. Mm-hmm. But Reed Richards would have been very useful in the Infinity Wars. Okay. It's the the world of the Fantastic Four. Like to me, Galactic. Galactic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Galactic that's true. Stuff. You need. You need. You need Fantastic you, you want, Four. You want. Fantastic <coughs> Four. You want Fantastic Four. You want. Silver, Silver Surfer. Surfer. Okay, I know a little um, bit. I know a little. Galactus. Bit. Yeah. Um. You know, they've done really well with the Guardians of the Galaxy of making you enjoy characters that even, like, super comic book nerds didn't know a lot about. But that's, I think that's a better thing to do. I think it's better to um, make characters that aren't beloved have different stories because then there's less fight, you know. Yeah, yeah. I also, but, additional sense, I wanted more Bokeem Woodbine, but that's just me being always, a Always, always. When I saw the movie, I was like... I was like, oh, Bokeem Woodbine. Also, uh, yeah. correction, we were talking about a Bokeem Woodbine, Justin Pierce movie mm-hmm. like five episodes ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah I remember. Correctly, the movie that we were talking about is Blackmail. Oh, okay. See, I don't, oh, okay. No, like but Super good. Cinemax, 1 p.m., 1 a.m. <laughs> sounds like, like it. This shit doesn't sounds even have like a Wikipedia it. page, dog. Okay. Like, it's some, it's like, it's some, like, so imagine, imagine, like, <laughs> Imagine someone's like, yo, I'm going to make a bootleg Silence of the Lambs meets Way of the Gun. Whoa. Sounds good. No, There's I've... parts of it that are dope. Yeah. Um, yeah, Blackmail. Woking Woodbine. Damn. The third the third member of on- Onyx. Oh, shit. Don't Wow. So The Clouds of Sea Maria. That was, a, that was a fantastic movie. I'd give that a four and a half out of five stars. I like that. Yeah. Uh, um, Chloe... Moretz is that Chloe Moretz? Oh yeah, we didn't even talk we about didn't her. Talk about her. She's fucking. <coughs> and you're what you you told me a long time ago that it was kind of like a a non a non surreal uh, Mulholland Drive. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's very valid. Yeah. Even though, and and at this point, it's been out for it came out two thousand April two thousand. So you've had over two and a half two years to see this. So we're gonna do some spoilers. Another crazy Mulholland Drive connection is like towards the end of Clouds of Sils Maria where Kristen Stewart just like disappears. Yeah. Just like how Naomi Watts disappears to around the same time in Mulholland Drive. I found that really and I'm not saying and there's similarities, you can't deny. It. I'm not even going the copycat route. I just love that about how 
you know that <clears throat> because you know there's a scene towards the end where Kristen Stewart, Julia Benoist are talking, and they're kind of like making plans. So you just so that's where your mind goes, and then the camera again. This is good editing. The camera goes with Benoist. She turns around, and then Kristen Stewart's looking, gone, and then you feel just she's as, looking for this <clears throat> rock formation. Yeah. Called the snake. Yeah. Yes. Directo. Yes. They find it. Yeah. Under the clouds of Seal Maria. Yep. And then she turns around. And Kristen Stewart is gone. And you just feel so like abandoned, just like her, because you're yeah, you, you, you never, find out the same time as her. You know yeah, the you audience. You never does. find out why. Yeah. And then it just goes to <coughs> the opening of the play. And while it didn't like the couple seconds of it, I thought was just I enjoyed it more than like you know uh, Birdman trying to explain a play. I liked it. I liked. It. I'm not. I didn't hate Birdman, but I liked this movie more. Yeah, I didn't hate Birdman either. I'm a uh, I'm a Terrence Malick fan, so I gotta like his um his son uh in Inuritu. Sorry, I stutter sometimes. So I gotta like his um his his influenced movies as well. I mean, I yeah, I prefer Inuritu's movies are just like a little too serious. You think that was the least serious one, Birdman? Yeah, because that was good. Yeah, there's some but funny, up, darkly up, funny, up but in, still. Yeah, I don't know. Mm-hmm. But it's, it is what it is. Yeah, I, I and, and it's because Clause of Sister Marie, it's on the Criterion Collection. So there's a new movie coming to Criterion soon uh, called Personal Shopper. It's which coming I, to Criterion? Yes. Personal Shopper is coming to Criterion. And it comes to Fandor. I will say nothing except if you love Clause of Sister Marie, watch Personal Shopper. And that's it. Because Personal Shopper is great. Um, it's a movie that I saw last year at the New York Film Festival. I remember liking it. I remember I loved it just as much as I thought it was goofy, and that's not necessarily like a compliment, but I've been watching it a little bit more. Um, I have an Academy screener uh, that I'll, I'll, I'll hook you up with, so I've, I've been watching it quite a bit, and um, the more I watch it, the more I like uh, Personal Shopper, and I just like the team of Olivia Sayce and Kristen Stewart. She's I want them team. to keep making movies she's together. Team. She's a really, she's a, she, her acting has a lot of depth that if you're shallow, you might just see the way she bites her hands or the way she moves her hair and not realize how dedicated and gifted of an actor she is. Yeah. Where are we on time? We're at uh, 35 minutes. Okay, so I think we can go into this next thing. So if you came home and we, we were living together, mm-hmm. you came home and you found me dead and I left you a mixtape and a book for you to publish. Mm-hmm. Do you think your story would be the same as Morvan Collar's? No, I'm not as I'm not as detached as uh, as she was, so Mor- I would freak out. But uh, you know, yeah, I think. So, just a little correction: it was not he didn't give her the book for her to publish under. He wanted to I be didn't pub- say that. Oh, okay. The way it sounded was word. Okay, go. Okay, okay. I didn't proceed. say that. Okay, that's not okay. what I said. Okay. I said for you to publish. Okay. Not not, fair not that other thing. Fair enough. Fair enough. Because I don't. Because I don't know if we're going to go into that other thing. I mean, it's a ten-year-old movie, so I suppose yeah. we can. Ten? Two thousand two. It's a fifteen-year-old movie. movie. So there's plenty of spoilers. You ain't seen Morvan Keller. Maybe stop. Go watch it. It's not. It's ninety something minutes long. Come back and listen. Or just it. It's. It's, it's, not, it's a kind it's of movie where even if you spoil minutes. it, it doesn't it's matter because it's a good movie. Because it's, it's, it's also is like much like the movie Jerry, or uh, yeah. Or, uh, you know, wrestling. No, but much like the movie, there's... It's just that you... I could tell you what the movie's about, and then you still wouldn't know unless you saw it, because it's as much about the pacing and the timing and the acting and the the music. The whole big thing in the movie, like, you read about it on the back of the DVD. You read the description of it on IMDb. It's... Other than after that, like, literally the opening scene, it, it's an intentionally lingering... It's a road trip movie. It's a yeah. true road trip movie. In fact... Because there's a lot of lingering, which in, is what road trips are. In fact, if I was if I was the director, I might be mad at the synopsis writers, right? Sure. Reading sure. That's true. That's true. So Marvin Collar, she works at, like, a like you know, our equivalent... Their English, English, Scottish, whatever, equivalent of key, key food or something. I was going to say stop and shop. So she, yeah, she works at stop and shop. She wakes up, finds her boyfriend has slit his wrists, leaves her a mixtape and an unfinished novel for her to, and listed a bunch of people for her to reach out to to sell the book. Yeah. Now, as what a asshole. Who? Not Marvin. Okay. Sure. I okay. Would, 
I will defend uh, all of Marvern's choices for the most part. I don't know if I would call a boyfriend an asshole because I th- he did an asshole. Th- oh, this holy shit! Does this tie into what we were just talking about earlier? He did an asshole thing that we come to find out later. But I just think he's to take your life and also the little nuances you quietly learn about this man through other people when at the beginning of the movie she goes to the first bar without him of course this old guy he goes he's like where's Dostoy- where's dostoyevsky or, or then like um uh when she talks to her female friend uh throughout the movie god i forgot her name but she's like really? the best she's the best part of it yes yeah, best part of the film he goes oh he's probably just in one of his moods and when she goes to the supermarket she's like eh, he'll be back tail to-. like the way people talk about him and mention him He's kind of a downer guy. He's a yeah. serious downer. Look, so I think he's clearly suffering from depression to begin dude, with. Clearly. You don't need to tell so. me to not. I I understand. Yeah, but it's, I just got to. I don't, I don't like that you called me an asshole. But you didn't I guess. let me when you when you make all that stuff without letting me explain. Oh, why, okay, go ahead. Then it just sounds like I'm calling people who kill themselves assholes. That's true. Which I, is not what I'm saying. Okay. No, killing yourself is not. I mean, not what makes you an asshole. No. Yeah. Um. Leaving somebody in that way and then just assuming that they're going to get your book published and do all these things, it's just its just a shitty thing to have to deal with. Yes. The, when, when someone kills themselves, they leave – they have the easiest part of that situation. Everyone else has to clean that up literally and figuratively. Yeah. That's, Something that yeah, Marvin oh. Collar does not do very well. No. Um, and they are the ones that are left with the phantom pain. Yeah, that's true. Um, it's a very, this is, you know, I want to say that it's, it's a, it's a permanent solution to a temporary situation. Mm. And yeah, it's, it's, uh, wow. Yeah. So I think we will, we will, we will, um, with this episode, like with a lot that a lot of shows do, We'll leave a link to the Suicide Prevention Hotline. If you're having any thoughts like that, you are loved. We love you. Absolutely. A thousand percent. A thousand percent. So it, check check the link in the description. You are not alone. There are people to talk to you. Also, you can always send me uh, a DM. I will respond. But and to, Now to address that, because my own little fantasy, my own kind of projection, I like to think... Because he knew the kind, <clears throat> he knew the kind of music to make. It was just little things like he knew the kind of music to make her on that mixtape, which is half of my the music in my iTunes, by the way, from broadcast to Boards of Canada. It's um, a really good mixtape. Well, because Warp Warp like provided the music okay. for the movie, so a, a, any artist on that. Uh, so because of that, and this is me reach, possibly reaching. They I think provided, because they also provided that for the opposite Marvin Collar. What's that? That movie where the dude goes to like. Um, oh, Burberry and Sound Studio. Oh, yeah, that's just that's just not that movie. Oh, I thought because that, that's what's the name Warped of the movie? Did the Burberry and Sound Studio? No, no, no. Uh, oh. With our guy that we like, he was in Submarine. Did you think mm-hmm. Submarine? Yeah, I saw Submarine. You know the 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 sort of bad guy. Yeah. Why he, am I drawing a blank? He was in a movie that was it was scored by Aphex Twin. We've talked about this movie. Oh, before. of course. Um, he follows me on Twitter. Now I feel like a jackass. Dead Man Shoes guy. Dead, Patty Constantine. Dead Man Shoes. Yes. Dead Man Shoes. Patty Constantine. Yes. Dead Man Shoes, yes. that movie, yes. Is, yes. is the opposite Morvan Collar. And also... Yeah, it is. And also soundtracked in a few by, ways. Soundtracked yeah. by, by War yeah. Records. But, but what I'm getting at is I like that my whole thing was he knew her. So I think in some weird way, this is fucked up, but he's like, you know what? I feel like Morvan can handle this. I know her. It's a messed up thing to assume and and to go with, but when you and and this is also side note. This movie shows the different ways that people grieve. By the way, because she never freaks out. She totally. It's not oh, shut she down. Totally she freaks out. She becomes detached. She, she totally she, freaks out. She freaks She's out in a, a non freak out way. She she um, remains calm externally, basically. I, and, I don't I don't think she's calm at all. I think she's not. She just isn't aggressive. Well, outer wise, she's calm in her exterior. Like I disagree. If you see, if her, when you're cutting up your boyfriend, I'm not saying inter- like there's crazy. I'm just saying what I'm getting at the law. What I was saying at the end was there's a detachment, which means 
part of you might very well be freaking out. But what you're presenting to uh, the viewer and to the pe- people in the movie is maybe comp's not the right word, but she's not like even when she goes around right after her like the night of the suicide, well, she hangs s- out with her friends and I she's can, still very much herself. If I can so say a couple all. things, yeah, yeah, one. Um, <clears throat> assuming that your partner can handle this mm-hmm. is very selfish. No, I said, I, yeah, I said. And, uh, you know, like in a few years ago, uh, a friend I grew up with took his own life and yeah. my, my ex-girlfriend took her own life. Mm-hmm. Um, this is something I, I, you know, whether you can handle it or not, like I think about them every day. Sure. And, and the but but there's no new memories. Mm-hmm. That's true. And when I say they can, it's not like you'll be all right. You got it. Like one of those. Things. I didn't mean it like that. Like it's just one of those things where. But that's the mind of someone who I've never committed suicide, so I don't know. I've you don't a friend I mean, of mine as, as well. But assuming we're not like mm-hmm. living in a multi-dimension, we're not like. Hindu sure, sure. We're but probably I, <clears throat> probably never killed ourselves before. But I think that's the warped thinking that comes with that. Uh, I don't know. I don't want to get too deep into my own my own thoughts or like that's fine. My my uh, ideations, I, whatever. But like, it's usually more a desire for things to stop. Not necess- You're not really thinking about anybody else. Yeah. You know, there's several reasons why people decide to opt out, but sometimes it's just pain. Yeah. Um, I was talking to Carlo from Woman on the Screen or Woman on Camera. Mm-hmm. We both have read the book Infinite Jest mm-hmm. by David Foster Wallace. It's a big-ass book. A lot of dudes use that book to make people feel stupid mm-hmm. because they're like, I read this book, and it's really hard to read, and it's sure. a thousand pages, and to really understand it, you have to read the second half twice. And me and him were talking about how, like, that's just like it's so whack because then people are afraid to read a book that's really a wonderful book. Mm-hmm. And David Foster Wallace killed himself. Yeah. And in the movie, um, after the tour. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is that what? It's uh, b- before the tour, some yeah. Jesse I, Jesse Eisenberg and Jesse Eisenberg and, yeah. and Seth, the freaks the freaks and geeks, and geeks guy. guy. Yeah. He plays. Um, Jason Siegel. Jason Siegel plays David Foster Wallace. To a T, and all of the all of the words that he says are actual from actual recordings. And I have a tremendous problem with this movie mm. because um, David Foster Wallace had only given his he'd given permission to use whatever was recorded for an article about Infinite Jest 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. But the person who recorded this was able to finagle it into a biopic. Yeah. But he would have never had this information shared. Right. So watching the movie feels gross. Sure, but he but we we were talking me and Carlos and I about how he explains why like people uh, take their own lives and it's it's when you hear him say it, you understand that that for him it was always it was for many people it's always on the table mm-hmm. and every time that it doesn't, <clears throat> that it doesn't is a blessing yeah so it's it's a different sort of thing it's it's a it's a sort of thing that. You know, thank God, something you probably never will have to think about. Hopefully, yeah. I'll never have to think about. Yeah. Uh, that anyone we love never have to think about. And please, you can always DM me any shit you got to talk about. I'm there for you. So, she, I think, is might just uh, Marvin mm-hmm. is emotionally stunted, and she may also be like. Um, not the highest IQ. Damn. It's like I agree, but then there's like other things she does in the movie that are kind of like... Yeah. But cleverness does not necessarily connote other types. There's there's many different types of intelligence. Yeah. I mean, because she also... She goes through her boyfriend's book and changes it to her name. Yeah. And she goes on this road trip with her friend. Yep. And, um, you know, the only, in my opinion, like morally bad thing she does in that movie is leave her friend in the middle of yeah. uh, the that weird place. Yeah, they're in Spain. The well, desert, yeah, of Spain. desert of Spain. That was, but, like, I think her deciding to sell the book as hers 
is, oh, okay. is, is like I'm totally fine with. Yeah. I think it's weird that she chops up her boyfriend and buries him in the mountains. Yeah. But I understand it. Mm-hmm. When you're that – she was depressed. She couldn't deal with it. I'm not saying you should do any of that. I'm just saying in this story. I think it was a – I think it's a tremendous film. It's, it's great. It's so great that – Lynn Ramsey's first two films, Ratcatcher being in 1999, Morvan Caller 2002, she's one of my favorites, and that's the last feature film of hers that I've liked, and we're talking going 15 years back. Because so you, you didn't like We Need to Talk About Nope. Heaven. And I say that, just nope, you know, which is why I'm so anxious, in a good way, I'm excited about this new film she has coming out with uh, Joaquin Phoenix, who won Best Actor at the Cannes Film Festival th- this, this year, and she, you know, because also... You know, Lynn Ramsey has not had the best luck uh, with movies post uh, between Morvan Keller and we need to talk about Kevin. She was supposed to direct Lovely Bones. Some craziness happened, and how you go from Lynn Ramsey to Peter Jackson is weird to me. But and, and then, that's fucked up because I would have loved to have seen Lovely Bones. Right? By Lynn Ramsey Are you kidding? Or or twenty years ago, Peter Jackson. Oh yes. The Peter yes, Jackson. Yes. Peter, yes. God damn. The Peter Jackson that made Meet the Feebles. I wanted to see his Frighteners or the yeah I like the Frighteners yeah but I think he was he was better before he got to America yes <clears throat> and then also there's that Western uh, Jane get your gun Jane got a gun whatever I forgot the name of it that like she was set to direct there was some craziness there and then they got another director the whole cast so it's like there, there's been a couple of like high profile movies where she just where it just didn't work out and then. We need to talk about Kevin comes out. Got a lot of problems with that movie. Uh, maybe not so much the book, but definitely the movie. Um, but still, no matter know, what, what I'm saying. Yeah, uh, have you seen it with Tilda no. Swinton? It's it's it, it's a film. It's told from the mom's perspective. It it's it's a it's it's a book first. It was a book years ago. It's a it's a great story. Whew. It's a unique Jesus. I'm sorry. I don't mean great story, but it's a story of it, it, it's a post high school massacre. Not shooting because he uses a bow and arrow, but it's told from the mom's perspective of the kid who did the massacre. It's not told from a student's perspective. It's not told from the shooter's perspective. It's told from the mother of the son, and it's and there's the half the movie is all flashbacks of her kind of reflecting on like, oh my son was messed up. You, you know what I'm saying? Um, I, I just I simplified that. But then it's sure. also told in present day about how like she and her son's I mean, in jail, so she has to take on I, all the like all all the stuff. I really didn't like Elephant. <gasps> really? Yeah. Wow, I, I really loved Elephant. Well, what Dinch? I'm curious. I don't want to. I really respect Gus Van Zandt, so I'm not trying to like tear apart his shit. I think Elephant's the kind of movie where he wouldn't like he would want to hear he'd want to talk to you. I, I, this that kind of thing. So I don't think he, you know. I thought, I thought I just I had a problem with particularly two or three parts, mm-hmm. and those if those two or three parts were uh, amended, I think I would have liked it more. Well, I'm curious what what three parts. Um, the pointless killing of the young black character. I don't know if it's pointless. I mean, a lot of people would get killed in a yeah, but in that just, situation. It just, it, I just felt weird about it when I watched it. Yeah. Okay. That's um. Uh, the suggesting that that possibly the reason why they were doing this was that they were gay. Yeah. I thought that was. I thought that was. That's step. That's a Gus. That's throwing in his own kind of thing. I do. I don't think. See, but that scene though, that was such like in the. I don't. They hadn't even thought about it till that. They took a shower together. And they're just like, I never been with anyone. I never been with anyone either. And they just started making out. I don't think that that's was. Not, I don't think that's exactly. Yeah, I just. I'm not really. Yeah. I didn't like it, mm-hmm. and I thought the the last scene was was really, just was a little unnecessarily. Um, Cruel. Mm-hmm. Okay. My- of, of his silent, of his like, what I call like, actual mumble movies. They call it his Bellatar period because Bellatar makes even right down to all of all of those movies in that era. There's every one of those movies have, has a famous tracking shot of him following the main character like behind for Jerry, un- un- unbroken. Yes. Jerry number one. Yep. Last days number two. Elephant number three. What about Paranoid Park? I think that falls Which in there. Paranoid Park. This movie came out after uh, it was this 2007 movie came out after uh, uh, Last Days. 
what actors? None. All just real high school kids. I never saw that one. Oh well, we're in my home. You can borrow the DVD. I don't. I need to. I have too many of your DVDs right now. Okay, that's fine. No offense. No, they get. I, I prefer that they get used. It's like when you have a car in a city that doesn't get used a lot. You want to start the engine from time to time. So I prefer someone watch my movies. I don't. Interesting. I don't want to go too off the topic of Northern College. Oh no, and, no, no. And the topic of suicide. Well, last days. Um, yeah. Does and elephant. Elephant, right? Yeah. Um, are both films about that because yeah. I don't, I don't, I, I would rather like not go into lightheartedness after, after, uh, no, getting oh, into that shit. No, that's just my, my thing. And what's funny is like, the I'm paranoid trying, park is, is hard for light, but go ahead. I'm trying to like, I'm trying to like think of other movies with suicide, and for some reason my mind goes blank, mm-hmm. which is, weird. um, oh, just any, well, Boltrevi is, sure. uh, yeah, um, of course I have to say that. Oh, well, actually, that's one of the ones I haven't seen. Really? Yeah. That's her. That's everyone considered. My, uh, myself, too. Every, that That's like her. I watch the her ones movie. that are available for me to see. The yeah. movies are not. Claire Denis movies are not easy to watch in America. That's true. So. I, I have to say, this is not a brag. It's not in, in any way. But the first time I spoke to her on the phone, uh, which led to her in- interview. She genuinely, well, before, uh, a mutual friend of ours, an actress in some of her movies, Alice Howery, she was very, her herself, she was very surprised that me, an American, knew this random Claire Denis film called Nanette and Bonnie, because when, when that movie came out in France, it flopped, even even in the art house world. So, and she confirmed, she's like, she, she goes, oh, I've been telling Claire about you, and she loves the fact that you're an American, and you like her movies, because she doesn't think Americans know or like her movies, so she's always surprised it's, and humbled. And, it's like, and from my perspective, I'm like, what? Americans don't know Claire Denis, which no, is such pe- a warped, pe- naive... People do, you know? just like, it's people who are willing, if someone says, oh, I have a great movie for you, oh, is it foreign or black and white? And then... That decide, if that decides whether you see a movie or not. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, you know, don't watch any of the beginnings of Tarkovsky movies because you might get trapped. <laughs> but do you remember the movie Leaving Las Vegas? Yeah, absolutely. That's 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 pretty much about suicide. Yeah. But slow, you know, slow. self-destructive, just a, a slow destructive suicide. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, I'm Scott Darrow. And I'm Marcus Penn. Uh, we love you. I love you. And uh, you know this, this, this has been this. This is not where we expected to take the show. If we could end show, it, just because I, I, I don't know I if it's finish. Oh, good. This is not around. where I expected to take the show, mm. but the show goes where the show needs to go. Sure. And I do want to say, don't like. There's a lot of beauty in Morvan Keller. From visual to even the music selections, so you know, it's kind of got everything. It's it it is as corny as it sounds. It's a movie that could possibly make you laugh and cry within a twenty minute span. You know, it's yeah, it's a solid, it's a solid maybe five star movie. Oh, nice. But Makes I me really, happy. I really need to drive it home. If you are having any troubling thoughts, follow the follow the number in the link. Or send me a direct message. We love you. This is true. Good night. Good night.